Hello everyone, this is Ash from Inspire. Um, we're opening up a new series of podcasts in our season two where we're actually sitting down with some of our members and some of the people that train with Inspire because there are so many fascinating people that come through our facility. Um, so first came off the ranks is Lisa Dwan. Most of you, if you've been in Inspire, will know the name or if you've been in rowing, you'll know the name. <laughs> She's becoming a big deal in rowing. Um, but... <laughs> But Lisa's trained for a long time with a, a number of people at Inspire. She's been a, um, yeah, a long-time clientele, uh, client, sorry, and so she's got some fascinating stuff that we're going to talk through today. So thank you for sitting down with us, Lisa. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Lisa, can you just give me a quick description, a quick background of how you actually started training down at Inspire or with us? Okay, so I first started when um, it was urban rowing. Uh, back in the day <laughs> I hadn't done any rowing whatsoever but I was kind of looking for a new gym in the area that had like a good culture and a good um, you know ethos about it and so I walked into urban rowing and I basically joined up that day and I've been coming to you guys ever since sort of change, through the change from urban to inspire and uh, yeah. yeah and onwards and upwards it was, uh, there were good days where we were dancing to superstitious <laughs> while doing some classes. <laughs> good times. Good times. <clears throat> and um, Lisa now trains, uh, does heaps of training on the water. She's going to the World Nationals, sorry, the Masters Nationals Championships next year for rowing. She's training with Zach doing weights, so she's in the thick of things training-wise. <clears throat> um, Lisa, I also wanted to ask you because you've got a very interesting backstory and some really cool stuff happening in your life. Lisa is the, correct me if I'm wrong, senior sergeant in the drug squad for the Queensland Police Service. Yeah, unfortunately I'm only a sergeant. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's <all> right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, no aspirations to become a senior sergeant. Very happy as a detective sergeant in the drug detective squad. Detective sergeant. Yeah. Detective sergeant. My apologies. <laughs> Um, and so the first thing I wanted to ask, and obviously I know there are a couple of restrictions on what you can and can't say, Lisa, so I won't push for too much, but I just want to interest in some, um, some general opinions with your, your time in the uh, police service. And the first thing I wanted to ask is, from some of the stories you've told me, there's some obviously pretty tough things that you deal with being, a, a, you know, being in the police, there's some tough situations, some tough people. Um, how do you actually manage that? Because you have to be one of the most positive people and friendly, friendliest people I've ever met. How do you balance that with having such a difficult job, what, what can be such a difficult job? Yeah, well, you're right, Ash. Um, I think police and all emergency service workers um, see some pretty shocking things. And they're things that uh, general public really have no understanding of because they're not exposed to it on a daily basis. And I have to say that I haven't always managed my health well around this aspect of my work. And there have been occasions where it has got on top of me. But what I find works well for me is um, just having a balanced life, okay? So I don't invest too much of my time in my role as a police officer. Um, I, obviously, I go to work and I work hard. But I have what I mean to say is I have other things in my life, okay? So I have my, my family, my friends, my partner, um, my training, uh, just, you know, other stuff so that when things are going bad at work, I can bolster it with all these other things, these good things that are happening in my life. Uh, a really, really big part of managing my mental health is my exercise. So um, things historically for me haven't gone well when I have uh, stopped doing exercise. And, uh, you know, the studies are there and the stats are there that show that if people get out and exercise, uh, you know, uh, for approximately 20 to 30 minutes per day, elevate their heart rate uh, to between 60 and 70% of their max. Um, it has really positive benefits uh, with respect to their mental health, their capacity to build resilience and deal with stress. Mm. 
That's very interesting. Thank you. <coughs> um, yeah, that's a balance. <laughs> balance is key. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You see too many guys that go through their whole service, and they might um, their whole s- uh, sense of self worth, who they are is tied up with the police and you see this in other professions as well you know you see this with guys that are CEOs of companies or just whatever um, profession that people are in they they over invest and they hang like they hang their hat on that as who they are uh, whereas in reality as humans we're kind of made up so much more you know um, and then you see when they retire at, at age 60, 65, 70, whenever they stop doing what they're doing, they've got no sense of self. And that's when you see a lot of people that, you know, like they retire and, uh, you know, within five years they've developed a chronic illness and they pass away because they have no balance, they have no sense of self, they've got nothing else to, you know, kind purpose, of... Yeah, they haven't got a purpose. And it's really, really sad. So um, what I've learnt, and this is learnt, this isn't... Um, something that you know a a knowledge or a behavior you're innately born with you learn as you go through um, you know some trying times and what I've learned is that you know I need to have something outside of the police and I don't identify primarily first and foremost as a police officer I you know that's what I do to earn money so that I can enjoy the time that I'm not at work and I'm just balancing that out you know and like I said uh, for a period of my life I identified uh, as a child abuse investigator, I worked in child abuse for seven years. That was what I did, and that became a part of my my being. And I hung a lot of my self worth on that. So when I could no longer do that because of the type of work uh, work that it was, um, I got a little bit lost. Uh, and I finally and I found that exercise uh, brought me back to you know having that balance in my life again. Okay, that must have been a, a really troubling and tough area to work in the child protection stuff. Yeah, look, look, it wasn't good, and, I, and you know, my mental health definitely suffered during that time. I was, uh, you know, using alcohol as a method of coping. I was not eating well at all, so you know, consequently, I was overweight, and things were just spiralling from uh, from bad to worse. And I pretty much had to hit rock rock bottom before I realised that that kind of work was um, something that, while I was proud of doing it, it was ultimately, you know. Uh, a little bit self-destructive, and I needed to move on for that. From that, so that's when I moved into the uh, into the drug squad. Okay. Yeah. And why did you originally become a police officer? <laughs> Look, you know, it's really corny. It sounds really corny, but I became a police officer because I wanted to help people. And you know, you'll get a group of you know hard-nosed police sitting around a room, and and we'll all joke about that and say, oh, you know. Yes, of course we became police because we wanted to help people, but at the crux of it, that is why I think everybody does join the police because that's something in them that they want to do. Now, whether they stay true to that um, and that remains their, their motivation for being in the police, I think at the core of us, that's what we all aim to do when we join. You know? mm-hmm. uh, and and that's, you know, that's why I still enjoy being a police officer today. Because I think, you know, the small things that you do can have an effect, like a ripple effect on lives that you, and people that you don't even see. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And that's, that's really nice. Um, now, you were just at a conference. I know this because you skipped some training sessions. <laughs> 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 you were just at a conference up north. There was sort of police women from all over the world coming together for a, like a women in, in police um, conference. Any interesting things that came out of that? Any interesting oh, insights? Look, it was, um, it was really, really great. Um, I think just having that many uh, female police in the one place, I mean, we all have similar stories 
about what it was like way back when, you know, and definitely um, policing's come... I've been in the police for 27 years and it's a very different job now to what it was 27 years ago. Mm. Um, you know, I think... I don't think that I'd be telling stories out of school if I said that, um, you know, uh, women in policing, you know, you really... It's, it's, it's a tough... It's a tough road. Um, and it was more so back then. I think the young women today have been given the space by those that have come before them and I know I know I stood on the shoulders of the women that came before me and and uh, you know made things a little bit easier for me and, and that's one thing that I try to do now is to you know sort of develop our young women and give them the space to be all they can be in this job which essentially is a male you know is a male dominated profession has been for some time now you know, I know the Queensland Police is uh, very big on um, gender equity now and we're moving towards our 50-50 recruit intakes and there are some positives and some negatives to that. Um, I think, you know, I think we, we do definitely need uh, a police service that's more reflective of our society and our society is 50% women. So I think that sometimes, you know, <coughs> employing women for the sake of employing women uh, when we're not getting the type of people that we need um, is maybe not a good thing, but I definitely think there should be a push towards a more a more equitable, um, you know, distribution of, of women in our workforce. Yeah, it's an extremely reasonable position, Lisa. I yeah. totally agree with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very, very well enunciated, that, that point. Um, excellent. And now <clears throat> you, if you don't mind me just talking about you personally for a sec as well, you also had that battle in terms of um, being a woman but you also had a little bit of a harder time being gay at the same time Um, so how did you find that managing you know managing that kind of um, you know that another level to to a workforce or a police force and that's not reflective of the police that's just you know that was the time Um, did you have any issues with discrimination or you know or how, how do you find the balance of equity and perspective now Look, I didn't, I personally didn't have any, um, you know, well, you know, nothing was said to my face. And, I mean, that's all you can ask for. You cannot, um, you cannot control um, what people will say behind your back. Um, I know a very, a very difficult time for me was when I, um, when I was coming out at work, I, you know, um, it was, it was just like a big weight was on your shoulders and you constantly had to, um, hide a, a, a particular part of your life that was so important to you, and I think that's why a lot of gay people have have problems. Is that you're you're lying to pe- people constantly, you know, about your private life. You're playing the pronoun game all the time. You know, it's like, oh, what did you do on the weekend? I went there with them or they. You know, you're constantly using your non-gender specific pronouns, and it's it's tiring. It really, really is tiring. So. While nothing overt, um, it was just more. I think it was more my own hang-ups yeah, that okay. kind of uh, produced that pressure for me. But I mean, once I made the decision just to be open and honest and authentic and be who I was, then uh, it was just like a giant weight was lifted off my shoulder. And I can honestly say that, you know, few people will say things, but generally it's the people that are close to me that'll pull them into line before I need to, you know, okay. like, um, I found the people that I've worked with over the years kind of have become very protective and, um, you know, like if someone else makes a comment, they'll jump in before I have to and will say something, which is kind of nice. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm all about, um, you know, I don't, 
I don't, um, I haven't got this agenda and I don't push my sexuality, um, you know, on, on people in terms of uh, being sort of very overt with it, but um, it's a part of me and I just treat it like a, this is just a part of my life and I'm not going to compromise that, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, yeah, so I just, if you can educate people by being open and honest with who you are, then they see you for what you are and it becomes such a small part of who you are. Yeah, that it, that it becomes insignificant, I think, in the long run. Yeah. Oh, that's um, that's terrific to hear. I'm, I'm glad that, yeah, I'm glad to hear that that openness was, you know, like you said, it's it's that kind of stuff shouldn't really matter when you know the content of people's character. That's right. Um, so it's awesome to hear that that was never really an issue for you. Yeah. And I credit to the people you you work with as well Absolutely. for that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's awesome. Um, very good. Now I think that I'll just check how we're going for time here at least. Um, we'll probably need to wrap up in a sec, but that's been fantastic. Thank you so much for your insights. That's um you know, fairly heavy topics that you've handled. <laughs> you've You're handled welcome, extremely man. well. <laughs> um, no, and it's really good to start just sort of having an insight into the stories of all the awesome people we work with day in, day out, because you see see people in an exercise context and you don't realise you know, yeah, yeah. how much awesome stuff is behind them and how much awesome stuff they've done. So no, thank you. And oh, thank um you. and hopefully we can maybe have you on again sometime to further explore some of these topics <laughs> like, like a sequel <laughs> yeah sequel part two <laughs> thanks so much Lisa thanks Ash